Welcome to Swish and Flick, an all-Potter podcast. Swish and Flick, everyone. Swish and Flick. Hello and welcome to episode 286 of Swish and Flick. I'm Tiffany. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this episode is sponsored by Kylie Light. Thanks, Kylie. Thank you, Kylie. Thank you. Today we will be discussing part three, ding, ding, of chapter 29 of Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince, The Phoenix Lament. So make sure that you have read that chapter and you're ready to whimper your way <laughs> through the details. One day we will have nice verbs again. Today is not that day. Yeah. All right. You have weekly profit news. And I do not know what it is. It was kind of like, honestly, (laughs) there's kind of been like a standstill of news, if I'm being honest. Mm -hmm. Um, However, I did. I did see on the Twitter that I I can't remember how long ago I talked about it. It might have really only been like two episodes or so. Um, But we talked about how Universal Studios Japan was getting meet and greets with some creatures and the hippogriff has officially been spotted and it mm-hmm. looks sweet. It, it looks really been, nice. Like, out in yeah. the park. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. They're starting so here's what I've noticed about Universal lately is they're starting to wise up to the whole character front. Um like obviously Disney does that and does that very well. And I feel like they're starting to kind of like with the Super Mario World opening and whatnot, like get characters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah. Kids love it. And they don't love it. They don't have, I don't believe that they are allowed to have like Harry, Ron, Hermione, anybody like that. So, like, yeah. a way to incorporate that, which is really smart, is to do the creatures. And they did mm-hmm. a fantastic job with this hippogriff. It looks awesome. It looks um, really good. Yeah. I'm trying to understand. I mean, I'm not meant to understand how it works. It's a hippogriff and it looks cool. I get it. Yeah. But it looks really good. So. Yeah. Yeah. I will share the link in Discord for anybody who wants to see it. Creatures, beings, um, random, like, Death Eater types, regular witches and wizards. Um, like they could do that. Mm-hmm. They could do that. Yeah. And I feel like it's totally untapped. So maybe they'll start doing that. Like they could have, um, obviously not Fenrir, but like Fenrir type characters, you know, to mm-hmm. scare the small children. <laughs> well, they have, they like- really should incorporate the wizarding world sections with Halloween Horror Nights. I'm, Yes. Yeah. Well, they. It, it would be so imagine good. Imagine doing a house. No, I would die. Yes. I would do it, but I would die. Oh my god! Didn't they have Death Eaters around in Japan? <sighs> they, they, um, they, they do. do, but it's like not all the time. Yeah, they do, mm-hmm. and I believe that they started. There was like a year or two where they did Death Eaters during Halloween Horror Nights. But I mean, first of all, you could do more, and second of all, you could so do a haunted house like it would blow my mind they have that area 
the area leading up to London, I'm thinking specifically Universal Studios Orlando. Um, it's actually where the Fast and Furious ride is. Like, there's an entrance to a house right there. So you could extend the scare zone <laughs> in through San Francisco and then have the entrance to the house over there be the entrance to the Harry Potter themed house. I mean, like they've done Stranger Things. They've they've done a lot of yeah. really uh really like popular what is it called technically like ips right i think that means whenever they do something like that you're speaking inner intellectual property oh really like high level ideas so like stranger things american horror story um like they've taken those on before Mm -hmm. so like they could it's just they have to get the author on board it took a long time Mm -hmm. For like the Death Eaters to even be a thing, so yeah, that's the weekly profit. Nice weekly profit. Cool. The hippogriff the looks cool. What are the, do we know the other creatures that they're thinking of? They, bringing? they mentioned. I don't remember the a niffler. Oh, that's um, right, a niffler. A well, they walk around with the baby raptor. They could walk around with a niffler. Yeah, totally. Anything that's small like that, like you could do a phoenix. Oh, what if they had fang? Oh my Aww. gosh, that would be so cool. I mean, at Universal Hollywood, they have Max from the Grinch. Yeah. And like if you had a, a trained service dog like do that role so they're like chill around large loud groups. <sighs> That'd be sweet. They mm-hmm. sweet. they totally announced all the creatures that were coming. Dragon. Oh, Pygmy Puff? Okay, hold on. Oh man! Well, if they do hippogriff like that, they could easily do a centaur. Oh, they could. That'd be so cool. Yeah. So there's gonna be a baby dragon, a pygmy puff, a niffler, and a hippogriff. Nice. So only like one big one like that. Yeah, a hip. They're doing a magical lesson with the hippogriff. Oh my god, they've got more information. <laughs> Shoot, this is awesome. Okay. So <laughs> before they just announced they were doing them. Okay, so the. Hippogriff is going to be a new character show where guests can learn how to interact with the hippogriff. Yay! So that's, that's fun. Cool. Each, that's it'll neat. be yeah. a performance. It's so basically, I'm assuming it's set up similarly because the stage looks identical, but it's the stage that like the Beau Baton girls do the little ribbon dance and yeah, right the by the castle choir comes out. Yeah. Um, so they'll have eight to ten performances per day with the hippogriff, and it'll be about a 10-minute performance. And then they'll have a Hogsmeade magical creatures meet um, where you can interact with smaller magical creatures, including a Niffler in front of the Owl Post, a baby dragon next to Hogsmeade Station, and a Pygmy Puff next to Zonko's Mischief Shop. The character greetings will also be held eight to ten times per day. And they basically look like hand puppets, which is pretty sweet. Yeah. Oh my gosh, they're so cute. And then they also are releasing new creature merch, of course. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So fun. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to go. <laughs> Can we go? Okay. Let's go. I mean, no, their right? Nintendo <laughs> world is way bigger anyway, so. We should Do go. you think Epic Universe is... Oh my god! I do think Epic Universes will be the biggest. That's Thank you ju- for knowing just, what yes. I was trying to I, articulate, and I couldn't. I, yeah, they yeah. have a lot of land. They have a lot yeah, of land. It'll for that definitely. Part. Well, that that's what's great <clears throat> about the 
the Florida parks is like Disney has space, Universal mm-hmm. has space, like they yeah. just take Honestly, the swamp and fill it with dirt and call it land and then build stuff <laughs> yeah. on it. The good thing about Orlando in general, even like still to this day, is there is literally a ton of undeveloped land, which still just blows my mind. Like with how much has developed there already. There is still so much of just like nothing in that area, which is like a good thing, but also partially a bad thing because like it is rapidly expanding, which means that the traffic is so terrible. Mm -hmm. Make sure to follow us on your preferred podcast listening platform and share this episode with your friends, because if you like us, then they may too. Subscribe to our channel on YouTube at Swish and Flick Podcast and follow us on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok at Swish Flick Cast. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, head on over to patreon.com forward slash swishflickcast. Supporting our podcast keeps us going and it gives you access to our exclusive Felix Files episodes, our Discord channel, live recordings, trivia games, swish swag boxes, and more. Thank you all so much for your support. First of all, update on the swish swag box. We officially Mm. have everything. So assembly will begin. Actually, it's supposed to be really rainy this weekend. So um, that's probably a good project. Um, but everything will be getting shipped out next week. By and the time you hear this, you should have it. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. <laughs> and also, on top of that, um, the cutoff for the July box is April 30th. So just to give you guys a couple of weeks, if you want to get the box in July, um, the cutoff is April 30th. So you have all of April to join Um what is the name of the level phoenix yeah <laughs> i know the level i never created. know our levels <laughs> and as then long, yeah and then if you become a phoenix patron in april you have to remain a phoenix patron through july to get the box so yep. um thank you guys all so much for your support seriously and thank you for your patience because uh, you know i swear to god one of these days we're gonna get the box out on time and my goal is july you know we'll see what happens it's that's my goal it's always my goal but yep we're just surviving over here (sighs) anyway truly (laughs) as always as always we are accepting potter stories or if you want to just send us a, a fun email or have any questions or concerns um send those over to swishflickcast at gmail.com Kate. Way to go. It's not me. Oh, right. Tip. Mm-hmm. <gasps> Recap! <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you, Fillmore? <laughs> yeah. What does he sound like? I can't How do it. Shrill- I can't do when it either. I do it, he thinks that it's, if I copy him correctly, he thinks there's another dog and then he just proceeds to be shrill more. So. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a bird never mind uh, he's not a parrot <laughs> i appreciate the try for those of you, you tuning in on uh whatever podcast listening platform you listen to fillmore has been a troublemaker this this recording so shows violence it probably all got cut out for mm-hmm. you but just know it happened yep. maybe it'll be at the end maybe <laughs> <laughs> Recap time. Showdown. Fleur.
verse, Mrs. Weasley. Fight, fight, fight. No, wait, go ahead and hug. Everything's fine. <laughs> We're all good. Uh, McGee wants Harry to tell her what him and Dumbledore were up to. But Harry is obviously Dumbledore's man through and through and was like, mm, yeah, I don't think the fact that he died has anything to do with me needing to tell you anything at all. I'm sorry. Dying. Yep. That'd um, be like so hard to turn her down, you know? It would yeah. because it's not like McGonagall's not trustworthy. However, right. if Dumbledore explicitly said, right, only these people, like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Um, and... McGonagall has a meeting with the heads of houses and Hagrid about whether Hogwarts should stay open for the next school year. Bum, bum, should it? What will happen uh, with what actually happens? No, it probably should not until the year after. But. Right. Well, well, yeah, Snape doesn't. I mean, he helps a little, but not a bunch because, you know, they're still only... using Crucio in the classroom next year. So, yeah, you can only do so much. Mm. all right summary time which i actually wrote i'm so proud summary (laughs) so the conversation about closing the school (laughs) continues and it then shifts to discussing dumbledore's final resting place harry leaves before rufus arrives and then heads to the common room and he ignores everyone and heads straight to his (laughs) dorm and to ron who he breaks the bad news to they did not, in fact, get a Horcrux. Womp. They got a fake crux. Fake crux? Oh. Mm. Phony crux. Phony crux? Do you feel bonita? <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> The way I said that made me think of that audio, so I just, I just said it. Let's talk about this episode. Okay, so we're in the headmaster's study, and all the important people are there, right? So Flitwick says that they should consult the school governors on whether or not Hogwarts should remain open. And I kind of wonder who these people are because we haven't really heard about them since Chamber of Secrets. So we know Lucius was one of those people. He's obviously not anymore. But I I wonder who remains. And then I also wonder if in 7... Ding! If the school governors are either killed, imperious, blackmailed, etc., whatever Voldemort wants to do because of this new regime for the school and making decisions, obviously putting Death Eaters in positions at school isn't ideal, and I don't think that they would agree with it. So I wonder what happened to the board of governors then. Imperio? Yeah, that was one of the things I thought. But they don't mind killing people, so they're True. just off. Um, so a little bit more about the governors. <laughs> oh my god, governor, governors! A group of twelve. Ding! This the is really all the way sad. over there. I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. 
Yeah, you reach to. I got it. Yeah, you Ready? reach and ring. Yeah. 12. Yeah. Which is uh, feels better. Or wizards. I know I feel good now. Um, who oversaw the running of Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. The appointment and suspension of a headmasters decided by governors. We know that's one of their things that they can do because we obviously saw that in Chamber of Secrets. They can also tell someone to peace out like they did with Hagrid. Um Yeah. So I'm not really sure, like, that's the only time we really saw them do anything. So, like, what else? What else do you guys do? Because you're not hanging around. At least Harry doesn't is see there you. Like a, is there, like, a real-life equivalent to, like, what you think this could be? Is it like a... School board. Like, school board? So, like, <laughs> what does a school board do? Um we had one i'd love to tell you i i I think i think sometimes they get input about curriculum and whatnot Mm -hmm. which sometimes is good and sometimes is not ideal i always find it difficult (laughs) go ahead sorry go ahead i just bans books and curriculum content depending on where you live yeah, I was going to say, like, sometimes it's not always uh, uh, ideal because <sighs> teaching is one of those fields where especially like general education, early childhood specific teachers, not saying other teachers aren't, but we're not we're not really uh considered to be professionals with the with the way that we're treated and we are absolutely professionals and are experts in our field and when you get people who are not experts in the field of education or child development that's where things get a little gross (laughs) so um i don't really know i kind of wonder if like during the years of dumbledore um, like they kind of just defaulted a lot to what he wanted and just kind of like let the trust fall there. Because if you yeah. think about some of the curriculum that like the kids got taught, could you imagine that getting vetted by like a school board? <laughs> like, know, I, like, I wonder, well, oh, wait, you know what? I lied. Uh, in five, there had to have been. Did I just forget stuff with the school board in the appointment of Umbridge and the ministry taking over um, with a lot of that? Yeah. See, Isaiah. uh, I actually wonder. Okay, hold on. So I was I pulled up your wiki page on the board of governors mm. and it says the role of them was unknown during the ministry's interference in the operation of Hogwarts during the 95, 96 school year because it seems It seems the educational decrees passed by the ministry gave them the authority to override the authority of teachers, the headmaster, and possibly the school governors. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's so interesting. Interesting. That's so interesting. So, yeah, I don't know. That's interesting. I, 
I just kind of like wonder really how big of a role. I mean, obviously they were a thing, but like how how big of a role they really had in the Dumbledore years, because I just kind of feel like they nine times a, out of ten just like defaulted yeah. to what he wanted. The Dumbledore uh, I, years. I, I feel like um post Lucius Malfoy influence, they probably mm-hmm. gave him um free reign. Especially yeah. after proving all of them wrong. So I wonder because like thinking of like Goblet of Fire, you know, mm-hmm. they never would have approved showing unforgivables to fourth years. <laughs> right. Well, but yeah, I definitely don't think that Judy was showing him the syllabus. So. Yeah. <laughs> or he was totally fine with that because he's like, yeah, somebody else to train up Harry Potter to kill Voldemort later on. Yeah. I mean, he does use them. Except the one. Hmm. I wonder how the school governors, like, how do you become one? Well, in Lucius's case, mm. you donate a lot of money. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. It would yeah. be, okay, oh well, yeah, it's this known, me- oh, the only known member that we know of is Malfoy. Yeah, he was the sole member. <laughs> I know he wasn't. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> Felt like it. But didn't yeah. he, like, he threatened the other members' families and whatnot if they didn't yeah. do what he said. So yeah. you always like that quality in people, right? Bribery. Oh, yeah. mm. Well, great. Blackmail. Yes. I just wonder if there was any. I mean, obviously, yeah, with politics, you can buy yourself a lot. But, like, is there any sort of voting that's how mm. like a real school board is put together right it's like voted on by community members mm-hmm. so like with my teaching union like we vote at the school level we vote for people who are going to represent us within our school and then yeah. we go ahead and vote on the the entire district as far as union um, president and, and whatnot goes which there's some stuff happening this year, so can't wait to vote. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Interesting. Back to Flitwick. So he says we should consult these p- unknown, the unknown 12. Okay. <laughs> and says that they need to follow the procedures that they have in place and decisions need to be made quickly. And then I said, procedures. In case of Basilisk, <laughs> wait until a bunch of people are petrified before acting. <laughs> right. That's that's one of the procedures that's actually written in their handbook. Uh, but I honestly, like, is there something that says in case of death of the headmaster, since they are in office until they die? A lot of them, right? That's why all the portraits yeah. are up there. So um, I'm sure there's something about like the dep- deputy headmaster headmistress and xyz but does any is is murder in there in case of murder do this i don't know um professor mcgonagall then says something that i really admire and it makes me like her so much more she consults hagrid hagrid hasn't said anything yet um he's been sobbing quietly in in the room and she asks him for his views about whether or not Hogwarts should remain open. Um, 
not to say like it's not on purpose or pointed or anything like that, but I feel like as a professor, he's definitely looked over. Um, and I think that this is a great gesture to show everybody else and to show Hagrid that you matter and Mm -hmm. your peppers and your opinions matter. And, um, Dumbledore obviously loved Hagrid and really respected Hagrid. And I just like that. And so, like I said, he's been weeping silently throughout the whole conversation that was going on. And he looked at them and his eyes were puffy and red from crying And he said, quote, I don't know, professor, that's for the heads of house and the headmistress to decide. Kate. Uh, This is a really good growing moment for McGonagall from the first time that we meet her because she asked Dumbledore, Mm -hmm. are you are you sure you can trust him with something so important? Yeah. And now here's something that has come along important that rests on her shoulders and she's asking for his advice and that she values it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. Snaps it's for not growth. Just, right? It's not just the kids we see grow. It's the adults, too. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Did they grow this year? Well, via the Harry Potter years. Everybody's growing. And probably very annoyed at the Chosen One. <laughs> <laughs> Quote, Professor Dumbledore always valued your views, said Professor McGonagall kindly. And so do I. Ah! Oh! I love that. I love that a lot. Yeah. So Hagrid's like, I'm staying. Hogwarts is my home. It has been since he was 13. (laughs) Quote, and if there's kids who want me to teach them, I'll do it. But I don't know. Hogwarts without Dumbledore. And he gulps and he disappears behind his handkerchief once more. And there was silence. Uh quilt size handkerchief what are our guesses hmm. <laughs> bucket like, size uh, mug bucket size mug so how big a is a handkerchief si- a twin size flat sheet oh my dang jeez <laughs> that's very big well picnic he's well, got a lot of he's got a lot of boogers in that big nose of his uh bogies please bogies <laughs> katie uh, picnic blanket size. That's good size. Okay, okay, like a throw, throw blanket size. Yeah. You know, not, not too big, not too little. Understood. Okay. Um. So having heard this, McGonagall says that she's going to consult the governors and leave it to them to make the final decision. I wonder if Voldemort's already making moves on this anyway, because if she's going to talk to the governors immediately, he's going to have to be prepared to you know, crack some skulls, so to say. So I wonder if he's, I wonder how quickly he makes moves on this. Um, oh, wait. Do you think it's not until later? Because Snape's not introduced as headmaster until late August. So I wonder if he used the summer to kind of set himself up for success. I'm sure he's got plans. Mm. So the next item to discuss is getting the students home. And McGonagall says that maybe sooner rather than later would be a good option because the Hogwarts Express can come tomorrow. Yes. 
And then Harry finally speaks up at this and he asks, like, what about Dumbledore's funeral? McGonagall tells him that she is aware that it is Dumbledore's wish to be laid to rest at Hogwarts. <sighs> we get a little bit of sassy Harry here. <laughs> Not necessarily sassy, just like very forward. And like, he seems so grown up in this moment because he really like advocates ad advocates advocates for advocates advocates yeah mm -hmm. yeah thanks yeah uh-huh you're um, welcome for dumbledore here <laughs> and it's not that it's not that mcgonagall doesn't agree that dumbledore should be laid to rest here she just like i think she's just trying to you know like dot all of her eyes cross all of her t's make sure they're doing everything right where harry's just like forget the rules just do what he wanted end of conversation very um, gryffindor it is very gryffindor. <laughs> gryffindor well actually wasn't she a hat stall who mcg she was yeah so harry says then that's what'll happen isn't it and he says this fiercely <laughs> and i just kind of want to be like my dude chill he's gonna be laid to rest wherever he wanted let's be honest but i i know that mcg just you know she does actually say that they basically need ministry approval, but that is pretty bogus if you ask me, like, not that anybody did ask me, but, you know, she. <laughs> um, but she says no other headmaster or headmistress has ever been. And then Hagrid cuts her off. She doesn't get to finish that statement. And he goes, and no other headmaster or headmistress ever gave more to this school, which is not a lie. Um, I thought you were going to say, which is not true. And I was going to wait and see who you're going <laughs> to talk about. I mean, I'm not going to lie. And this may surprise some people. Oh, Snape boy. Gave a lot. Snape gave a lot as headmaster. I mean, he literally put his life on the line by taking that job, honestly. But do you love him? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, I I agree. Um, so it's you know. it's it just is so interesting that um, I mean I'm we're gonna talk about it next book, but how much he had to let the Caros do versus how much he mm -hmm. could actually help the students. Um, yeah. And we see him helping the students by giving them detention with Hagrid, which obviously yes. Harry is like, oh, that's no big deal. And then Horcrux wearing Ron is like, oh my God. And then he leaves. So what do you mean? It's no big deal. Wow. I have a Horcrux on me. I'm going to be a jerk. I'm going to leave I have, you. I have thoughts about him and that Horcrux. I do. Yeah. I do. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's just interesting because like people get, kids get tortured straight up yeah. that year. Neville gets yeah. the, you know what, kicked out of him. And yeah. so to what Seamus Seamus was bad. Um, they had to rescue people. Filch got his wish of people hanging in dungeons. So like right. it was a bad year. And God, so I missed the screaming. God, I missed the screaming. <laughs> he had to like toe the line. Like who's yeah. gonna get hurt and who's not? Can you imagine True. having to do that to keep your cover? Yeah. Oh, it's, awful. He he was definitely. 
And I, you know, this is not to be said that he didn't put himself in this situation by um, even going towards the dark at all as he was young when he was younger. But um, he's really put in a cruddy situation like he just it's it's yeah. not someplace anyone wants to be, you know? Yeah. And it's yeah. dangerous for him, for the kids, for you know, the whole wizarding community. So. Absolutely. Um, where was I? Flitwick. All right. Mm -hmm. So Flitwick chimes in here and agrees with Hagrid. You know, Dumbledore, Hogwarts should be Dumbledore's final resting place. And Sprout also chimes in and agrees. And because this will be his final resting place, according to Harry, um, he says that the students shouldn't be sent home until after his funeral because they'll want to say and the word uh, uh, the word goodbye gets I hate that feeling so much it gets mm -hmm. stuck in his throat and Professor Sprout finishes the sentence for him and says goodbye and Flitwick again agrees and says the students should be able to pay tribute it is fitting and then mm. he he says that they can arrange transport home afterward because honestly, the Hogwarts Express can come whenever they need it to. It's the Hogwarts Express. <laughs> it ain't going anywhere else. So yeah. his job is to be express. Right. Um, that part really, it's almost like Harry has been Harry has been angry. I mean, we've been seeing the stages of grief, right? Like, mm -hmm. and I think that like talking about his resting place and his funeral it's like really sinking in acceptance like, yeah. yeah like this is happening and to say that word out loud goodbye talking specifically about Dumbledore just like you know it just catches you can't say it it's like I well yeah everybody should have the chance to say goodbye but nobody wants that chance you know it's like obviously we don't want to have to have the chance to say goodbye to him um yeah so slughorn also kind of like begrudgingly agrees which like he, he hadn't piped up like at all up until this point and was just like oh yeah i guess <laughs> i just kind of wanted to be like why would you disagree with that I don't know. He's probably just maybe being. he's just like worried that they're like all in danger right now. He's very like, I mean, he's a Slytherin, but he takes. He, OK, sorry. He's a Slytherin that takes self-preservation very seriously for himself. Yeah. So maybe he's thinking about just like he straight up safety. Yeah. He probably wants to leave, first of all. Yeah. And mm -hmm. if the kids can't leave or aren't leaving, he can't leave. Yeah. Tiff. Think about the beginning of this book. He never wanted anything to do with this job. Yeah. And now, and now he's speaking for Slytherin House. And now Dumbledore is dead, too. Yeah. Like. True. He thought that he was safe there. I believe that he thought that he could be protected from the mistake, quote, that he had made with Tom Riddle and telling him about Horcruxes. And Death Eater and, in the castle. And, and he's like. I've done it. This is a lot yeah. of um, like blame he's putting on himself, probably. And he's very <laughs> he's very interesting, especially in seven when they're getting ready to fight. 
because McGonagall basically has to tell him, like, you're head of Slytherin house. You're either going to stay and do this or we, like, fight to kill, basically. And he's like, Minerva. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to read that and- part again. Oh, it's I'm so good. There. You're close. I mean, it got a little bit, but I'm getting there. You're close. Where are you at again? They just arrived at Shell, Shell Cottage. Cottage after Malfoy Manor. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're getting pretty close. Um, the Elder and Wand just passed to Harry ooh, unknowingly. Ooh, I love that. I love that. It's just yeah. so. It's just he's going through it. I really like it. him. He's an in, he's an interesting character. He's an interesting mm-hmm. character to talk about and think about. And yeah. yeah, yeah. Maybe we should do his Felix bio. Hmm. Mm, Slughorn. All right. Didn't mm-hmm. we? I don't know. Did, did we? we? Not. <laughs> Maybe we, we did. Should, we should keep. A I list. literally don't know, <laughs> and I'm not kidding you guys. Like yeah. somebody earlier put me that that I sang like bye bye, Wizard Dumbly. Don't remember that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it really wasn't even that long ago. Well, it wasn't I long know. Ago. But honestly, I'm in my brain, I think, is still in postpartum survival mode because you only remember this is a thing. This is there's science behind this. Um your your brain remembers things that are necessary for like you and your babies. So like anything that my brain is like, I don't need you. I don't need you. I don't need you. Just goes out the door. (laughs) (laughs) So I remember singing a song. I don't remember the, the words to it. And I remember it was to, um, uh, what's parks and rec song. Bye bye. Little Sebastian. Um, so I remember (laughs) that, but I don't remember what I said. So, if we're talking about Felix smiles we've done throughout the years, I know we did Snape. <laughs> I know we right. did like Madame Maxime and Tonks because those were like really big ones. Uh, other than that, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. So yeah. maybe we should have a list on the wall that we just read we it down. Yeah, maybe we should yeah, do that. that. That's a project we can uh, we can do eventually. Yeah. We did I two did parts. Two parts. Oh, Jinx, you owe me a coke. Ah, oh, crap. I bet we could do it again, and I bet we could do better, and I bet we could probably get four out of that. Probably. <laughs> September of 21? Dang. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> was not too long ago, either. Okay. Anyways, that Sorry. was still during the weird times, right? It was. was were times still weird then? Because yeah. they still feel weird now. Yeah. All right. So McGonagall says that the minister is coming and that he's brought a delegation. Um, And upon hearing that, Harry is like, can I please leave? He just doesn't feel he has absolutely no desire to be interrogated by Scrimger. He's not a fan of Scrudgemere United. He is not a fan of Scrudgemere United in any way, shape or form. Um definitely bottom of his bracket (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, Tiffany (laughs) (laughs) Squidward laugh (laughs) 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 I was typing and I heard a joke out of the back of my head and I was like oh you should laugh at that (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, so McGonagall says yes, he can leave and encourage him encourages him to leave quickly. So he beat it, Potter. <laughs> he hurries <laughs> off down the spiral staircase and thinks about how he left his invisibility cloak up in the astronomy tower. Um, doesn't go to get it yet, though. And mm. he thinks to himself, well, it doesn't matter because no one's around to even see me. There's not Filch. There's not Mrs. Norris. There's not even Peeves. Um, Dang, not even Peeves. Right. Man. He literally doesn't see anyone until he approaches the fat lady's portrait. And she mm. doesn't even like wait yeah. for him to say anything. She just is whispering. She goes, is it true? Is it really true? Dumbledore dead? And he just says yes. And she wails and just opens her portrait for him to go into the common room without a password. Mm. Wow. Teddy gave the password. Thanks, Ted. It is meow. <laughs> How do you know the Gryffindor password? You're a Hufflepuff. Mm, but that looks very I don't know I feel like if you threw a mane on that cat be a lion please buy a mane for him <laughs> okay I could do that Tell I need that to happen it's gonna be a <laughs> Gryffindor uh, alright so this part my part uh, I believe is the stage of grief that we start settling into depression, mm. which is sad. Um, so Harry had suspected as he's walking through the halls um, that the common room is going to be packed, and it was. And of course, as soon as Harry Potter walks into the room after some sort of catastrophe happens, it falls completely silent. This has happened to this kid so many times, he probably has lost count. Yeah. He's seen, he sees Dean and Seamus in a group nearby, so he's thinking, good, the dormitory should be empty, or at least nearly empty, because he's hoping that Ron is up there. So he doesn't mm -hmm. speak to anyone, he doesn't make eye contact with anyone, he goes straight for the door um, for the boys' dormitories. Thankfully, Ron is there, still fully dressed, sitting on his bed. Harry sits across from him on his bed, and for a moment they just stare at each other like it has uh, to be i know it has to be just like i feel like surreal doesn't even like capture what like yeah. there's just like such a weight of what has happened and ron doesn't even have all the information mm -hmm. because they haven't gotten to talk about anything that the beginning of the night held for harry and dumbledore yeah i mean that's yeah. like the last ron really saw of him before the fight broke out and like you know uh, that's well, what I he was going to do wing, yeah yeah that important thing they were all like freaking out mm-hmm uh so. oh, it just makes me so sad but like this this is a moment because this mm -hmm. is one of those moments that you don't know is the last time we oh my god i'm gonna cry oh, it's no. the last it's the moment that you don't know is the last time that you do something. So people always compare it to like parenting. Like you don't know the last time that your kid is going to need rock to sleep or blah, blah, blah. I can't talk anymore because it's going to make me cry. Um, That's, and this. Wow. Yeah. This is one of those. Granted, they have probably a couple more days, I think. But this is one but of still. the last times that they're going to be in that dormitory as Hogwarts students 
that are living together in that dorm. I need you to hear that because I'm so sorry. I had to run to the bathroom. I had to run pote. This is one of the last (gasps) times that Harry and Ron are going to be in this dormitory as students with each other. Right. Tiffany. Isn't that so sad? So I was talking about those times. Go ahead. No, you say it. Go ahead. This is one of those times where you don't realize it's the last time or one of the last Mm -hmm. times as you're living it, them, or as we're reading it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. And you you always have to look back. Yeah. 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 Is this also in the same moment when Hermione is summoning the Horcrux books? It's like she's in her dorm. No, after the funeral. I apologize. She does it after the funeral. Yeah. Because she knows that uh, she's probably in her own dorm. If I were her, I would be taking a very long, hot shower or a bath. Yeah, I would be taking such a long bath. Right. Uh, So Harry breaks the silence and he says they're talking about closing the school. And Ron says, yeah, Lupin said that they would. And then there's another pause because obviously there's like way more they need to talk about but with everything that has happened it's almost like how do you even move forward to talk about these things so ron asks did did you find one did you find a horcrux and you can like feel the absolute like like i feel heavy reading this part Mm -hmm. and imagining how harry feels because he almost like doesn't have like the strength or the emotional or mental capacity to do any more at this moment in time because he's been through so much it's almost like after the whole i mean let's just be honest almost after the end of every single school year for harry potter but i'm really mm-hmm. thinking of like goblet of fire when he had to go through all that yeah mm-hmm. also last yeah. year when he lost Sirius and they did everything at the ministry yeah um so harry just shakes his head and is thinking like all that had taken place around that black lake seemed like an old nightmare now like had it really happened and only just a couple hours ago and ron looks absolutely crestfallen and says you didn't get it it wasn't there and harry just has to explain someone had already taken it and left a fake in its place and ron's like like he's like what do you mean someone took it because mm-hmm. it's supposed to be a horcrux. Like, not just anybody sh- can, like, walk in and take yeah. it. Especially Voldemort's horcrux. Like, nobody is really supposed to know about them. Right. Yeah. So, Harry takes the fake locket from his pocket and hands it over to him. Which is kind of, like, foreshadowing almost. Because Ron's the one who does end up destroying the real locket. Which mm-hmm. is cool. Um, And he's thinking the full story could wait. And, like, all of this is... This is where you feel the weight. Everything has like a dot, dot, dot after it. The full story could wait. It did not matter tonight. Nothing mattered except the end. The end of their pointless adventure. The end of Dumbledore's life. Oof. Yeah. So Ron is wondering aloud, like, who is R.A.B.? Because he reads the letter that's inside of the locket. Mm -hmm. And Harry's just like, I don't know. He's staring just completely blank up at the ceiling and he's thinking, I feel no curiosity about R.A.B. and I doubt I'm ever going to feel curious again. So this is that depression setting in of just like hopelessness, like almost like uh, he just doesn't feel like he's 
has anything to be uh, anything about, really. Yeah, he just... He feels like there's no purpose. Yeah. Especially because you lost someone huge in your life and the mm -hmm. things that you were working towards feels like it was absolutely pointless. Yeah. It's the Linkin Park song. In the end, it doesn't mm -hmm. even matter. <laughs> yeah. Tried so hard and got so far. And in the end, doesn't even matter. Who knew they would sponsor this episode? Mm. Thank you, Linkin Park. Uh huh. Um, so yes. then he's realizing pour one out for Chester. He, pour one out yes. for Chester. Yes, that's a sad tale. Yeah, he realizes the grounds are silent, and that means that Fox is no longer singing. And he somehow knows, without knowing how he knows, that Fox is gone for good. Quote: Had left Hogwarts for good, just as Dumbledore had left the school, had left the world, had left Harry. And that is so sad. Yeah. Ugh, this chapter, everything is so heavy from now on. You know, Tiff said something about how we're going to have like fun adjectives. When, Tiff? When? When does it get easier? There's some moments. I know. <laughs> there, there are, are some, some really moments. great, funny moments in Deathly Hollows, especially when they're yeah. like all yeah. the burrow together. So the yeah. beginning of the book, the rest of it is uh, <laughs> <laughs> some parts of their little camping adventure. Like uh, I can't remember exactly what part, but Harry talks about like how they were like actually like really getting along, and then oh, and then they have such a happy moment when they can tune into Potter Watch. That's a good moment. They like actually laughed, and yeah. Um, like Harry, I, like Harry getting to feel connected to the outside world for the first time in how long and like uh -huh. basically forgetting that there were other people on their side because Dude. like so Okay, not on the side thing, but like that's COVID times feel. There's for a world. Real. People are what? living what? out here. There's <laughs> other people living. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But yeah, yeah, I don't know when those verbs will come, Katie. I'm sorry. I believe in us. Well, well you know, we'll bring them out. We'll bring we them make out. everything fun anyway. Bring them out. Bring them out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just really feeling the despair of Harry right now. I know. It's, no, I it's, mean, it's, yeah. He's obviously in his feels, and rightfully so. Go through it, my friend. Feel them yeah. all and pick yourself up and get on with your uh, camping experience. Yeah. <gasps> I like this. Desi in the chat says, Ron carried around the radio like Molly carried around the clock, always wanting to make sure their loved ones were safe. Aww. It's freaking great. Good job. I love how much Mrs. Weasley has specifically, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like impressed herself upon Ron because like, for example, he'll be like, he wants to make someone a cup of tea because he's just like well that's like what my mom does when she's trying to make someone feel better or something like that I don't know I feel like he has taken after her a lot which mm -hmm. is cute mm -hmm. yeah yeah he also when he comes back like tries and uplifts them and like says like only blah blah horcruxes to go like we can do this and he like takes the lead and so um 
I feel like we see so much growth with with Ron and what I like slash feel bad about, but we see him hit his rock bottom and come back. And I feel like that's a good story to tell Mm -hmm. because a lot of people feel like there's no coming back from whatever their rock bottom is. Um, And it, and it makes me happy because um, I would hope that everybody would have an opportunity to change and get a a second fresh start chance. So even Hermione came back from rock bottom. (laughs) (laughs) That is the equivalent of I got a girlfriend. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Am I wrong? No, you're Uh not wrong. Why do you want to learn a new language? Where would you use it? How would it come in handy? Maybe you have an upcoming international trip. Maybe you want to connect with family and friends. Learn about a new culture. Want to understand certain pop culture things. Well, Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. And guess what? It's available on desktop or as an app, and it truly immerses you in the language that you want to learn. Rosetta Stone is a trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. These are just some of the examples of languages that you can learn. Fast language acquisition. Rosetta Stone truly immerses you in so many ways. You really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. It's designed for long-term retention, and it's got built-in true accent features to give you feedback on your pronunciation. It's kind of like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's also really convenient, and I'm really excited that there's an app There's an app option, and you could also use it on your desktop. It's got an audio companion, and it's the ability to download lessons so you can do this offline. And it's at an amazing value. Lifetime membership has all 25 languages for any and all trips and languages needed in life. That's a lifetime access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone has to offer for 50% off. It's a steal. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Swish and Flick listeners will get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off for unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today, today. If you're a muggle like me and you don't have Molly Weasley cooking for you every day, then you need to listen to this. Factors delicious, ready to eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, 
vegan and veggie, and more. Let me tell you guys, they are absolutely delicious. I have not met a factor meal yet that I didn't like. And my favorite is the jalapeno grilled chicken, cheddar cheese. Oh, it's so good. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So what are you waiting for, guys? Two-minute meals, fuel up fast with Factors restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They've got snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. Done the math for you. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian-approved to be nutritious and delicious flexible for your schedule get as much or as little as you need by choosing from six to 18 meals per week plus you can pause or you can reschedule your deliveries anytime no prep no mess factor meals are 100 ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping cooking no cleanup all of that head to factormeals.com flick 50 and use code flick 50 to get 50 percent off that's code FLICK50 at factormeals.com slash FLICK50 to get 50% off. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're not wrong. Are we ready for some lightning bolts? Wait, did we see what Steph Carr said? What? What? Joining the Discord, Discord for me in June 2020 was so much like turning on Potter Watch. <laughs> oh. I will never forget the feeling. That's so sweet. I know. Well, technically, it is the Potter Watch section of our Discord. <laughs> That's yeah, true. I love that. That cool. makes me so happy. Mm-hmm. Cool nicknames. Yeah. What would our <laughs> nicknames be on Potter Watch? I just made no. that question up. I'd probably this be like my lightning bolt question. I'd be like mine. Snacks and cats. <laughs> it's one word. Aww. Snacks and cats. Snacks and cats. Snack attack. You're like Taylor Swift from that Jimmy Fallon skit she did with the fake braces on. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is a pegacorn. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to be Spider Monkey. Oh my God. You would be Edward. <laughs> I'd call you Edward. And then right. I'll just be Bella because it's easy. No, just Ed. Ed. Just Ed. And Belle. <laughs> well, what am I then? Jake. <laughs> no! <laughs> Why? Alice. You're the cool, you're the cool sister. Whatever. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> call me Al, because then it could be Albus too. I like it. Al. I like it. Can I call you oh, Al? Man. Or maybe just Laddie. Or maybe just Laddin. All right. First 
lightning bolt question from a patron because I did the first one. Sure. <laughs> Marguerite asks, fun answers. If you were on the board, what changes would you make for Hogwarts? Longer summer holiday. Those kids don't get any time off. True. Oh. They go through uh, like most of June and then are back September 1st. Get out of here. They go into deep June, don't deep they? Deep June, June, yeah. Let yeah. those kids go home in deep May. <laughs> uh, I like what okay. people are saying in the chat. What? Mm. Um, oh, have... I saw study abroad. Totally study abroad. Who said that? Oh, um, Megan with an H. Yes. Uh, Dustifer says, "Get rid of the bad brooms." Yeah, Kendra, I would like everybody. to see more of the arts. We see frog yeah. choir yeah. in movie. Um, and we hear them singing the school song, but that's like once. Like, are there plays happening? I know oh, yeah. they have like God. different clubs, but do you imagine drama club, on, like the Fountain of Fair Fortune? And- yeah. Yes, Babbity Rabbity, <laughs> right? Uh, Kendra oh. says mental health. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. That would be maybe some be school something. therapists. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, I like mm-hmm. nap time. At a practice, okay, you take tea time, and then after tea time, those squashy purple uh, sleeping bags pop up, and everybody gets to take a little nap. As yeah. you both yawn, do you need <laughs> yes. yes, I do. I woke up way too early. I, I took a, early. I took a wild child to the zoo today. Mm. What about like home ec? Like teach you how to like cook <gasps> well, properly and, with magic. Yes, like and first spells. aid. Mm-hmm. First mm-hmm. aid. Yeah, yeah. Harry thinks Harry thinks about that in uh, chapter two of Deathly Hallows, where he cuts his finger on the mirror, and then he's like, "Well, my education sucked. I didn't learn how to heal this." <laughs> right. Oh, a little cut on your finger is gonna bring you down. Could with infection, Megan. I know that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we can't all have bottles of Dittany on us, okay? Right. Like we need to learn some simple. You get spells. a Dittany, and you get a Dittany. <laughs> oh, a Wigan right. Weld potion. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, next question is from Katie. What is your contingency plan for Headmaster Murdered? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no finals. Yeah. There's a who done it. <laughs> Call Inspector Gadget. <laughs> Do you think Sherlock Holmes was a wizard? <laughs> Ooh, maybe. Mm, that'd be fun. Have you have has anybody seen Enola Holmes? It's really good. I watched the second one rather recently, oh. and it was very good. I love Millie Bobby Brown. Enola makes me want to have granola. Makes me hungry. <laughs> granola sounds <laughs> delicious. So if your laughs today are giving me absolute <laughs> life. <laughs> 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 you did a Squidward and a SpongeBob. You did. Oh, I did, dude. Oh, I'm so funny. <sighs> I don't know. You got your deputy head mistress. That's obviously part of the plan. Uh, No finals. No finals. No finals. Finals canceled. 
end Pass of year fail grades. If you stink, you stink. Therapy. People coming in. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Not lying to the kids about what happened. Tell them the truth and what they need to know. And how about like taking a freaking second before the minister has to come swooping in? Can we give everybody some time? Breathing yeah, leave room. the government yeah. out of it. Leave the government out of it. <laughs> All right. Let's see. Let's see. There was one I told <gasps> you to pull. I don't remember. Yes. Okay. Therapy croppies. I will make sure that I do that one. It's in a little bit. What's up? Therapy okay. crop. What's that? Crops are like, they look like a the Jack Dukes. Russell Terrier, but they're a magical uh, creature. It's like a therapy yeah. dog. Oh, except don't they want to like kill you? Yeah. Crops? Don't they yeah. have devil they tails? Nice? Yeah. Or something? They do have devil tails. I think they're not that nice. Okay. Therapy nifflers. As I like. Case. Okay. I like therapy. Also, yeah. They'll therapy snuggle you. Measles. Then steal your money. Right. <laughs> um, okay. Sam. If you could create a school board with anyone, who would you put on it? Let's do Potter Universe. I would definitely put Hagrid on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hagrid actually cares. McGee. King, yeah. Kingsley. Kingsley, absolutely. Remus. Is Moody alive? Yeah. Okay, you know, him. I feel like Daedalus Dig- Diggle. Yeah. Diggle, right? Daedalus Diggle. You know, Has he should not be on it. Jones. Eric Munch should not be on it. No, but. no Eric Munch. No mm. luscious Malfoy. Nah. Mm. Nah. Molly Weasley for a there mom's perspective. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, let's see. I feel yeah. like Grand oh, would be too. good post war. Post war Grand. Grand? Yeah, Neville's grand. Neville's oh, Neville's grand. But yeah, like, who the heck is grand, Tiffany? <laughs> uh, yes, this I book, agree. These are Harry Potter books. Oh, Florian Fortescue. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. All right. Are we ready for the question? The question university. Desi asked, why did Dumbledore keep Filch around? He's kind of a non-magical umbrage. <laughs> First of all, know. the non-magical umbrage is hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah. Secondly, I kind of think that there's obviously so many things that we don't know about Dumbledore and his doings. Um, but if we think about the reason why Snape was there, right? Something major happened. He was indebted to Dumbledore. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that perhaps um not saying that something major happened and he's indebted to him, but I feel like they had some kind of a deal because if you really think about it, there's there's no reason for him to be there. So something happened in order for them to have that kind of an agreement. Yeah. I'm done with that. Yeah. Because otherwise, otherwise, like, you kind of suck. So. (laughs) (laughs) 
right? why are you here <laughs> Dumbledore's like, yeah grumpy dude who's mean to children get him in here <laughs> punts them <laughs> across <laughs> <laughs> it'll never not be funny literally wow. thought he was just kicking children <laughs> across a literally. swamp literally <laughs> popping them across you know, I'm really upset that we learned better because I just want to picture that in my head for forever. I know. That was a great day. <laughs> it was a great day. All right. One more question. Sam asked, after each major death that Harry sees in books four, five, and six, he uh -huh. reacts differently. Do you think this is more based on their relationship or maturing slash aging? He seems so much more calm about Dumbledore. Are they the stages of grief, sad, anger, acceptance? I think it's both. I think it's age and relationship. It's also, yeah, it's like each death is something like completely different for him. You know, mm -hmm. like I, I do feel like one of Ooh, sorry i think that one that really truly does affect him a lot more than anybody would even think is cedric mostly yes. because even though he didn't really have that much of a relationship with cedric cedric died for no reason and yeah. it was the first one too it was the first mm -hmm. one he was only 14 he also like it was meant to just be him and he fully feels that. Um, <laughs> however, Sirius, his reaction is just gut wrenching. And but I but I don't I don't think that he necessarily thinks about Sirius's death as often as he thinks about Cedric's. Like, yes, Sirius is gone, but I just keep thinking back to like Cedric didn't have to die. And like Harry does take responsibility for Sirius's death, but I think that on a whole different level, he takes responsibility for Cedric's. It's like it was supposed to be just him. Right. So we have that. We talk a lot about survivor's guilt within this story with a, what a lot of them are feeling. Um, it was a child killed in war. You know, it was the first death that he had like really seen and understood. Um, it was senseless. It was an act of just violence for the sake of violence. Um, it, it obviously like you can, and I've probably said this before, you can say all day that you don't think cursed child is canon. Well, guess what it is. And if we see what he is having, and Cursed Child is nightmares about the death Cedric. of Cedric. And that lives with him for years and years and years to come. It's it just I feel like that like like you're totally right, Meg. Like that death was like. That was something else. It's like one that you wouldn't think would affect him the way that it did. But I think mm -hmm. that it's just like all the circumstances surrounding that death more so than who it was. It's like it's yeah. not necessarily that it was Cedric. It was why and how. And I think that that's why that one sticks out to him so much more. Whereas like 
Sirius was older. He knew how to fight the Death Eaters. It was really unfortunate. And obviously Harry does take responsibility that he was even there. But like at the end of the day, Sirius went out fighting. Cedric didn't stand a chance. And I think that that was just like so heartbreaking to Harry. And like also, again, we talked a lot about how Dumbledore like was very clearly weak already like this wasn't looking good for him and like obviously this is devastating but i also feel like harry might have been preparing himself emotionally to lose dumbledore before they even arrived back yeah so i mean he was dying hit him like cedric hit him well and it was and Morgan said it was shocking. Cedric is shocking. Cedric, is, yeah, Cedric was shocking. Um, if we want to think about, you know, Dumbledore's death, um, Harry was always looking for any excuse and any reason and any clue that Snape was going to mess everything up and mm-hmm, be the person mm-hmm. that he expected mm-hmm. him to be. So yeah. when he killed Dumbledore, it was just like, this is what I've been waiting for 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 years since day There's one. There's the blame. I'm just going to put all the blame on him and it'll more so make this death about me being angry at Snape than about me being sad about losing Dumbledore. And then it was just like confirmation of everything that he had been feeling since book one. Yeah. And on top of that, if you look ahead to Deathly Hollows, Harry, yeah. <laughs> Harry continues <laughs> the the anger and like mm-hmm. I guess just kind of like he just like feels a little bit lost about his relationship with Dumbledore for a while. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that that also definitely affects his grieving process of losing Dumbledore. It's like he gets angry again. It's kind of like he like goes through the stages a couple times with Dumbledore because like once he starts, you know, like reading the obituary and then the life and lies of Albus Dumbledore, like he starts hearing to think- Muriel talking is what, what sent him over the I said hearing Muriel talking yes. is what really sent him over the edge. Yes. Yeah, and I think that he also just really starts to grasp on to the fact that he doesn't think he knew Dumbledore at all. Mm -hmm. And I think that it just, like, kind of changes his mourning process. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm still, I'm still developing thoughts on, on it. I honestly, I'm not even done with Deathly Hollows (laughs) right now, but I want to read it again. (laughs) see see <laughs> yeah. this is why just i do so it much to unpack there there's so much to unpack every single time you read it you you're gonna pick up something new every yeah. i do it every single time yeah um and yeah i feel like a lot of i mean he's obviously sad about losing dumbledore but he's he just feel i don't know i feel like it's almost like he felt the relationship was one-sided after everything that came out about um, him. And then he gets mad at like, 
not knowing anything. And Ron brings that up. Hermione brings that up. They thought he had more to go on. And it's just like all these things just pile on top. And and he's even angry with him at his own King's Cross. And he finally is happy to see Dumbledore like apologize and admit that he was wrong in some of the things that he did. And then he like completely turns around on him again and is like, no, no, you did everything that you could. And like, I don't know. I'm glad that they did that. They were like, cool in the end, you know, yeah, that all got resolved when Harry was uh, dead. <laughs> Interim dead. And he could get deader. So it's not an Yzma quote. He could have gotten deader. <laughs> I watched that today. Did you I really? Almost, yeah, I almost sent you that clip. <laughs> I just love it. I just love, uh, I've been turned into a cow. Can I go <laughs> home? <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're excused. Anybody else? No, no, we're good. <laughs> good talk, friends. Good talk. Yep, yep, yeah. Yep. Great questions. Give me that fan story, Kate. Stop sipping water. No drinks allowed here. How dare you? Dehydrated. What? <laughs> I'm kidding. But what, but what if someone wanted me to find out how many licks until the center of a Tootsie Pop? I need to be hydrated. Well, it's either 900 some or 300 some. We won't know until we try. Right? Yeah. Should we do that? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This fan story comes from a Lizzie from December of 2021. Hello, lovely ladies. I would like to start by saying that I adore your podcast. It is so comforting. And when you all laugh, I feel as though you're laughing with me. I have loved Harry Potter ever since I was a little kid. My parents loved the books and showed me all the movies. I was in love with it. Wherever Whenever I was with my best friend, we'd go into the front yard and pick up sticks to use yes. as wands. <laughs> yes. I remember getting mad because she always wanted to be Hermione, but when Tonks came around, I didn't mind anymore. <laughs> she was way cooler to me. Despite my love for the series, I only read up to book five. I was nine when I was reading and thought it was too sad. Mm -hmm. I'm now 18 and hadn't considered returning to the books until I found your podcast. I was preparing for a trip to Universal Studios and trying to get into the Potter spirit. Spotify had recommended you to me, so I planned to listen to the first episode on my drive home from college. I had been in a very dark place and not many things could make me happy, but you ladies had me grinning from ear to ear. My heart. I, I know. I listened to you the whole way home. The way that you spoke of the books made me feel like I was in a tight-knit book club, and all the details that I had missed from a book that I had read made me wonder what I was missing from the ones that I hadn't, how much Potter was missing in my life. A week later, I picked up book five and finished it in three days. It nice. only took me another week to finish the entire series. I think that this story is just as much my Potter story as it is my swish and flick story. Aww. Stop. They are closely woven together. If it had not been for all of you, I do not think I would have completed the books. It also happened in such a timely manner as I was struggling with depression and isolation. I felt mm. like Harry's passion and courage were giving me reasons to be the same. You have helped. You have all helped me so much. And I want to thank you. Whenever I'm sad, I can always count on a listen to cheer me up. You're all so lively and friendly. And the close friendship between you 
reminds me of my own friends and makes me feel less alone. So thank you. Keep mm. doing what you're doing and making people happy. Aww. So sweet. I'm a Slytherin with a 13-inch Rowan wand and Phoenix feather core. Mm. My Patronus is a fox. and My favorite <sighs> character is Sirius, though depending on the day, it could be Remus. This isn't a part of my Potter profile, but you were my number one podcast of the year. Yes! Yeah, we did it! <laughs> <laughs> I like that little additional tidbit there. Right? Yeah, I love it. I wish my Patronus was a fox. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Same. That's BA. Yeah. Though I don't know when you're reading this, I am sending it around Christmas, so I'll say happy holidays and much, much love. Don't let the muggles get you down, Lizzie. Oh, Lizzie, Lizzie. I love you. Oh Lizzie. my gosh. My heart is happy. Uh, like, in so many ways. Yes. That honestly made my day. Yeah, I needed I that. I'm so happy yeah. that. We got you to pick up the books again. That yeah, I, I got chills in my body. Are they multiplying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you losing control? <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank Lizzie, you so much. Ah, I love it. I forgot to grab my joke book, but I of looked up sad jokes. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. No, they're <laughs> funny though. But I accidentally, so I typed into Google. I meant to type sad jokes, but I typed sad Joe, and that was funny. <laughs> like Grandpa Joe. Oh boy! If you ever want to hear a rant about Grandpa Joe, ask my friend He's Chrissy. He's Chrissy. a dang liar. I'll tell you that. Oh my god! You need to text Chrissy, like write me out, and be like, "So Grandpa Joe." <laughs> I can't stand him. And she's going to be like, you're my new best friend. Katie He's a liar. Her, Katie yeah. her had like a whole conversation apparently on the drive up from Florida about Grandpa Joe being terrible. Yeah. She's like, have I ever told you Awful. about Grandpa Joe? And I was like, no. So I recorded He could have been... Boyfriend could have been working this whole entire time. Uh, whole entire time. And you're telling me that you're bedridden and you just pop up? No. I bet you get up. I bet you get up on the regular and walk around and then sneak back in. Bull. Not a fan. Uh, Puff Puff just says, eating cabbage soup for what? <laughs> for what? Right? You the, the, there could have been potatoes in that soup. <laughs> oh, Maybe some corned beef. Video. Oh my god! So Apparently, funny. there's a Facebook group for Grandpa Joe haters. Yep. And Chrissy's <laughs> really funny. It's really funny. Not for I children. didn't know there was more of me out there. Yeah, oh, there's uh, a lot. Mm -hmm. I love Doll. Like I love his books i was obsessed with reading fantastic mr fox when i was a kid I and i would pretend i would pretend that i was part of the fox family all the time when i was a kid oh my god um i just matilda yes matilda's great did you read the BFG, witches the witches yes i love that one i have so many i always loved witches i was obsessed with witches like my whole childhood i i went to my parents house and I was like I was like I have all these kids books and now that I now that I watch Evie every day I was like I should have some kids books at our house like I'm gonna get a little box and put some in it and I was going through all of my kids books and I am not kidding when I say over 50% of them 
our witchy Halloween kids books because it was all I wanted to read. It, do you remember Critter? Mm-hmm. Little Critter. Little, little Critter. Yeah. So there was a series. Mercer Mayer. Yes. There was a series called Critter and Critters in the Night. And it was all spooky critter stories. Oh, cool. And I have about 10 of them. <laughs> They're so cute. Are they just little read alouds? Yeah. Oh my God. Can I see them sometime? Yeah, totally. Okay. I didn't know this existed. <laughs> yeah, I have I so many them. little critter books. So I many. I love little critter. I love little critter. Oh. <sighs> That's why I was a witch probably every year as a child. Probably. And then Harry Potter came around. And then Harry Potter. And, and you, like, and you yes. found your purpose in life. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you have, you have a joke to tell? Yeah. <laughs> Let's do this. Sad joke. I got a couple. All right. Okay. Why do watermelons get upset so easily? I don't know why. I don't know. They're melon dramatic. Um, (laughs) That's cute. (laughs) um, Why was the bed so depressed? I don't know why. Um, Because nothing really matters. Oh my God. Okay, last one. This one's like. Really mattress. (laughs) This one is I kinda like really my sad, pillow <laughs> and went to sleep. <laughs> but in the end, I didn't even dream. <laughs> <laughs> Two more actually because Marcus said okay. one that's applicable. Okay, so this is a sad Ooh. one. What kind okay. of tea can be hard to swallow? Reality. Oh, oh. Okay, to make up for that one. True. Marcus sent me a joke, and as I'm saying this, he like tagged me in a message to be like, "Hey, I have a fun joke for you." Oh my god! How many licks to the center of a tootsie pop? Give me a second. It's on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Thank you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <sighs> well, on that note, if you'd like to follow us all on social media, myself and Katie are on Instagram and TikTok at the Peachers Family and. Tiff is on Instagram and TikTok at Tiff Swish underscore Flick. Oh my god. Oh, one breath. <laughs> flick. Uh, Tiffany. Hmm. What's going on in your life? Currently on spring break. Woo! Woo! I finished my dyslexia courses. So all I gotta do is go to an in-person class and take my quiz, and then I will be certified. Which is pretty cool. Nice. Um, been playing Hog- lots of Hogwarts Legacy. I didn't play it all today, so I'm hoping to play after I put Rose to sleep. And then tomorrow. Nice. I haven't had a day this week where I've had like a good chunk of time to just like sit and be. Um, so I'm going to try and do that tomorrow in between loads of laundry. <laughs> Guess what part yeah. I'm on in Hogwarts Legacy? The final, the final thingy. battle. So that's what so Marty's on. Uh, so Marty's it's not hard. doing it. He said, it's so hard. he goes, if I go and do that, I'm not going to pick the game back up because I'm going to be done. So he's doing side quests right now. And I'm watching some of them and I'm like, oh, yeah, crazy, scary. Uh, so, yeah, I've been doing that. Obviously, I've been listening to Deathly Hallows. I'm also reading Deathly Hallows and... I pulled out my never been open before pristine 
paperback copy off my shelf and I've got a purple pen and I've been going through it. So I'll be able to be very well prepared by the time that we start recording those episodes. Um, Can't wait. We have kindergarten stuff to do for Rose next week. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Mm -hmm. Are you excited though? No. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'll tell you what, I know how mean some kids can be. Yeah. And don't make me be a mama bear because you don't want any of this. So y'all better be nice. (laughs) I get that. Um, But hopefully I've given her enough to go out on her own and to be able to verbally beat someone down if they are rude to her. So let's do it. You want to catch those certified power handies. (laughs) I'm good. Wait. Do we seriously only have one chapter left of this book? Yeah. What? Why did I not realize that? Tasha just said it in the chat and I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I'm not ready. The, the, white, the white tomb or something, something to that effect. Yeah. This be it. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. When you look back, it feels fast, right? Yeah. But it took us a long time. It did take us a long time. I can't believe we're here. Oh my gosh. I know. Seven's going to be starting soon. The thing that I have been talking about since 2017. (laughs) (laughs) Crazy. Don't worry. There is so much more swish and flick even after seven ends. Yeah. We get that question quite often. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Don't worry. We're not just going to quit and stop. <laughs> we have other things planned. Yeah. We have other things planned. Can't stop, won't stop. Can't Mm-mm. stop, won't stop. Mm-mm-mm. Hey, happy Slytherin Day. Oh, thanks. Yeah, happy day. Slytherin Day. Thank Is that you. like Voldemort Day? No. Oh. Not. You could have fooled me. do you have anything else going on that you want to say no not really um i started the book dial a for aunties it's very cute um also i am pushing my way through deathly hollows i just got to the part where they're at shell cottage um and I keep texting Tiffany, and every time I text her something, she's like, yeah, I know. That's how she says it, too. She says it like that. <laughs> she hears me via text. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I know. And oh my God. what else we got going? Ooh, ooh. My favorite authors, Christina Lauren, are going to be doing an event at the Novel Neighbor in St. Louis. Shout out to Regine and Kelly, because as soon as I found out, I shot them a text and I was like, so we have to come stay with you. (laughs) (laughs) And they're coming with us as well. And we're going to see Christina Lauren at the Novel Neighbor on May 20th. And I cannot wait. I'm excited. I can't wait. They're doing um, they're doing autographs. And they said in there. So they also sent out and I like get their emails. 
they said that they will sign as many books as you bring, but they can only personalize two of them. So I could like bring all my Christina Lauren books and have them sign them all. That's, That's awesome. Really cool. Yeah. I'm excited. I can't wait. I just can't wait. I And I can't wait to see Regine and Kelly. I can't wait for them to be able to share the novel neighbor with us because Regine posts about it all the time. And I'm so jealous that St. Louis has a bookstore that is this active and does this many events. I, I yeah. wish Cleveland had a bookstore like that. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are definitely events that happen here, but it's, it's not as often as the novel neighbor. It's just so awesome. Um, and yeah, I can't think of anything else. I'm really enjoying nannying. It's a lot of fun. It's definitely a challenge, mm. but it's a good <laughs> challenge. You got a challenge, a challenge age. Yeah. Which uh, I feel I like all to... of them are challenge ages, but you know, right, <laughs> in different challenges. ways. Yeah. Yeah. Meg today was like, I'm pretty sure she like doesn't like me. And I was like, what? <laughs> She's like, no, like, I don't think she likes me. And like, what if she tells Chrissy that she doesn't like me? But Chrissy's like, I can't fire her because we're friends. So we'll just like let it <laughs> go until Meg quits. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Uh, but i do i actually think that her two-year-old molars are coming in and i think that that is why it's been a a challenging week a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah (sighs) yeah evie and fillmore i love the challenge so much challenge man we went to the zoo Mm. today it was great i love the zoo katie what about you I don't know. I've been in like a weird headspace. And I need to get out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I finally did something for myself today that I've been wanting to do and I've just been putting off. I did like an adaptive workout, which was cool. So like I could stay seated and not have to worry about my knee and still mm-hmm. get a good workout for my arms. So I hope that chases the cloud away. That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, cherry yoga is a good idea too. But I'm hoping I get some answers soon. I mean, I will get some answers soon. But I don't know. I'm just in. I'm just in a weird space. Yeah. And I think I want to play video games. There you go. <laughs> you gotta play. Hogwarts you should. Yeah. yeah, you need to play. It'll bring yeah. you happiness. Truly, you'll get out of your headspace soon. I promise. I really do think that getting a diagnosis and a real plan of action will help a lot. Yeah, it's yeah. just been a hard two weeks having to wait. Yeah. I literally told Marty this the other night and I'm not sure what we were really talking about where I brought it up, but when I was like still in the hospital and like going through like contractions and even after giving birth to James, literally repeating, this is temporary. This is temporary to myself really helped me. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why it helped me, but just knowing that this isn't always going to be this way. Yeah. Um, put my brain in a good spot so tell yourself that when you're feeling a moment of like frustration maybe maybe that will help you too thank you because it's not it's not forever this is temporary and you're gonna get back to your groove yeah yeah i think that's also what's frustrating is like 
we just moved and like mm -hmm. I was maybe just figuring out. I mean, I literally was the first day I did a, a, my first run here is the mm -hmm. same day I got hurt. Yeah. Oh my and gosh, you, you're right. I mean, it really sucks. You lost your tool. You lost your fitness tool. You lost one of your passions. You lost yeah. your anxiety helper. Like so many things just went out the door for you. So rightfully so, you have a little black rain cloud. Yeah. But that, that thing will go away. It will. Thank you for the justification, both of you, because that does help. And thank you for the advice. I appreciate it. Mm hmm. I'm and I'm okay. I'm just a little sad. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna put that out there. I'm just a little sad. That's all. Yeah. But you signed up for Wine and Dine. I know I yeah. did. And that's super exciting. And today I signed Meg up for the post race party because I get mine it's with truly happening. Right. I get mine with like my ticket thing anyway. <gasps> so now the full weekend's gonna be planned and it's gonna be. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. I'm doing the 5K. You're doing the 10K. You're doing the half. You're getting the cool challenge medal. We're going to the post-race party and having fun at Epcot with all the other runners. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a fun weekend. It's going to be good. Yep. Also, shout out to all these listeners. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> you guys are the best. Kelsey said i need an update on your instagram post i'm dying to know it's coming it's coming don't worry <laughs> it's exciting it's stuff. coming it's All still right. good <laughs> bingo <laughs> went very early on in the episode maybe a record i do mm, believe mm, it mm, it mm, could mm, possibly mm. be a record Wait, and can Marguerite's? you repost your board? Because I want to know if it was a Tiffany heavy board. Because we talked about a lot of seven. <laughs> and I want to know. Because um, like now May's talking about seven. <laughs> so <laughs> it gets brought up a lot more. I do think that it was actually quite um, Petrus fam heavy with Fillmore was and it? Iggy. Ah. And, oh. Okay. Yeah. Let me see. Let me see. Yeah. It was before, I'm pretty sure it was before Deathly Hallows even got marked off. That's how fast it was. This What's is a good one. one? So I congrats to Marguerite and Gryffindor. You guys got your points for the episode. Ooh. You guys need it, so way to go. Wow. Okay, Katie. I'm just saying what they, I was trying to be nice. You need it. Me. I'm <laughs> You're terrible. <laughs> Whatever, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, grounded <laughs> because Fillmore got grounded. <laughs> you got grounded as well. You did get grounded. I, oh, yeah, I did before the episode even started, though. That was uh, something. Huh? <laughs> um, so Ravenclaw's still in first, but Hufflepuff is a close second, guys. They Go are Go about 400 points oh. behind Ravenclaw. And wow. then Slytherin and Gryffindor, we're slipping. We're slipping. We need well, help. Both of us. We well, both need help. So. I've uh, been yeah, told. but shout out to Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. A real Ravenclaw finally has a real challenger here. Good. Ayo. Yeah. Way to show up. Way to what show up. What is this episode for? Up. Hmm sadness and and seven <laughs> <laughs> for sadness and seven 
Um, God, we're almost done. For Lincoln Park. For Lincoln Park. (laughs) For Lincoln Park. That's it. It's got to be it. All right. Well, that concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for listening, and don't let the muggles get you down. (gasps) Amazing. But I think that that would just be such a cool way to to incorporate. Oh, my God. I'm literally. Fillmore. Jinx, you owe me a Coke. (laughs) (laughs) He seriously grumbled. He's like, "Mm." no, he he's got feelings. And then have the entrance to the house. Fillmore. He always has to get the last word. Uh, yeah. Anyway. That sounds so like someone could, I know. You could extend. <laughs> <laughs> One more to go. One more to go. Ew. How are we going to feel when we're doing this in seven? Eh. Bye, Swisher.